50, he took nine bullets. Everybody call that gangster. Man! Jesus laid in a tomb for three days, and he rose again! Performance, man. <laughs> Showman. Just needed a little smoke. <laughs> Kelly back. had a good topic, eh? Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Well, David had a good message. And you want to talk about that topic? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a fair topic. We're talking about curses today. Heart yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. deuce. <laughs> For the next two months, we'll be talking about curses. <laughs> we'll start with the F one. <laughs> Curse <It's> words. words. <laughs> Beverly, can you say it? <laughs> Fart. <laughs> Fudge. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm gonna start laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Next, we'll be on to the S ones. (laughs) (laughs) Sputnik. (laughs) Slimy. Scooby Doo. (laughs) Slimy. All right. What's the topic then, Kelly? It's not curse words. No, it's not. It's anxiety and just overcoming. I know each of us probably have our own story about how we've overcome something in our life and it's usually rooted in fear but it's just overcoming that and I just thought that was listening to David's testimony this morning it is live on love if you want to go back and watch it but we're just gonna just dive into that personally Dylan mm-hmm. and you know if, if you don't know what Kelly's talking about live on love <laughs> That's our Facebook group page. It's called Love Ministries on Facebook. Yeah. Lily of Valley. Yeah, Lily of Valley. I don't know Not why love. it's called. I don't know why I got the the. Uh, yeah. Because there was a page already with that. Oh, Lily of the Valley. You have to be like real specific. Different. You can't have like doubles. David Kashane and then David Kashane group and like they all have to have a little bit different to distinguish from each other. Yeah. Uh, distinguish. So go with David. Yeah. Start us off. What was your message? <laughs> I don't know. It was I was just using several different scriptures, which I can bring them up and just tell you where to go. Psalm ninety four and nineteen. Romans eight twenty six to twenty seven talks about how the Spirit of God intercedes for us. First Peter five. And seven talks about casting your cares onto the Lord because he cares for you. Hebrews 4 and 15 
Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And that's uh, trusting the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understandings. Psalm 55 and 22, I think if you could kind of like summarize the whole thing, Psalm 55 and 22. <clears throat> it says this. King James. Oh, sure, we'll read the King James. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But the very first um, scripture that kind of brought me onto this whole thing about anxiety is Psalm 94 and 19. And uh, I was when I was reading the New King James Version, it just really, it really stuck out to me. Um, so the NKGV says a little bit different than King James because King James is like in all of my thoughts it's saying but the NKGV says this in the multitude of my anxieties within me your comforts delight my soul and uh yeah so that, I was just reading that earlier that's, this week yeah that's a beautiful scripture and the, the way that King James kind of puts it is is uh, in the multitude of my thoughts, our worries or something like that. Our cares, that's what it was, is like cares. So, like, I mean, we can put our care wherever we want, and one of those things can be on cares of life and the cares of tomorrow and mm -hmm. worries and fears. The care bears. The care bears, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where does your mind go, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> Care Bear Stance. <laughs> yeah. Care Bear Stance. When I have anxieties, my belly lights up and I just throw them to the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> on your hips. Yeah. <laughs> Hail Mary to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing the Care Bear Countdown. Yeah. So, in, in like talking about anxiety, um, it's still like a really human thing to have. Uh, a level of anxiety yep. is because we have like uh, the way our biology is kind of made up in chemistry that um, we have kind of flight and fight responses to things. And as we should, otherwise, you know, we'd probably be dead if we didn't have yep. some sort of reaction to things. Right. Yep. So that's naturally inside of us, but there's uh, anxieties that can get to the point where it's um, spiritual bondage. Mm -hmm. And um, there's also things where it's kind of like inherited you know, mm -hmm. like, like kind of touches in on the whole curses we were talking about last week, uh, generational stuff. So we could have heightened level of fear and anxieties. Even if you think about naturally when um, uh, parents are, are, the moms are, have their babies and stuff like that. And they go through things and traumas while they're having the baby. They say there's higher levels of cortisol inside the baby when they're um, being, um, what do they call it? Formed or whatever. Being knitted in a womb. And then when they're born, they'll be naturally kind of predisposed to anxiety, mm, right? Makes sense. So it's just kind of like a thing that's natural, but also supernatural and spiritual too at the same time. So, um, yeah, like, I mean, there's there's some of us who will have a kind of a spiritual thing. But, I mean, the awesome thing about God all the time is that he can do something about that and with that and, and redeem us. And we'll have a testimony through that mm -hmm. whole process, right? And it's really through time spent because, you know, sometimes, you know, you could be like, oh, I'm going to throw the scripture at you that you just cast your 
cares upon the Lord. Yeah. Like now don't have your anxiety, right? And it's like, yeah. oh, it's that simple. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, if you just, another layer to the onion, if you sit and you have a conversation with him and you're telling him your fear or your anxiety or what you're worried about, and then also he comes back at you and saying, but I love you, but I've created you, right? And I've made you wonderful. I, I loved creating you. You mm-hmm. have so much important qualities. Like, right, when someone tells you that, then also it's like, wow, thank you for telling me this, that you love me so much, that this is the reason why you created me. <laughs> right? That all of a sudden you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, okay, thank you for that pep talk. Yeah. I think um, <clears throat> not only do we have to read the word, and, and it's not just words, you know, it's not just yep. like you're reading a book, but the the word has to also affect your heart and your mm-hmm. soul. And it has to like permeate and you have to let the spirit of God do that. Like, I mean, only spirit of God can really make the word come alive to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, just <laughs> if you just said, you know, cast your burdens on the Lord and it's like, there, you're there good you're now. Good, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but I don't <laughs> get it. But I'm, I'm not feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, oh, and then you leave, and all of a sudden you have a panic attack, and it's like, oh my goodness, how do I do this? You know, that's what sometimes I love about uh, Facebook is that you could be like, pray for me, right? I'm going through this, and then someone's like, cast your cares upon the Lord, or like, you know, and they're just like, oh, thank you. (laughs) Like, like, uh, people post and comment that, and I know it's supposed to be for encouragement, but it's like. Why are you putting these on? To me, why are you putting on Facebook? You should just go and pray about it, right? And discuss it with God. And uh, that's just me personally, though. But don't stop posting. Eh, I like reading it. (laughs) 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 Kelly's a little grape. (laughs) Get your bowl of popcorn ready and read. (laughs) What's going on? Someone ask. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta know what's going on there. And uh, David was also speaking about um, when you're thrown into your fear. Yeah, I was talking about exposure Expo- therapy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, well, that, that's a legitimate therapy that um, psychologists, psychiatrists, whatever they talk about, right? Therapists, exposure therapy. Yeah. I wonder if that's like the fear factor. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that was an amazing show. They should bring it back. <laughs> you like that show? <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're just getting into to the extreme after, yeah. where they're yeah. like putting people in a tub of snakes. Yeah, that's where it's like crazy. That. Scorpions. That's and crazy. It's like putting people in actual danger. But it, do you remember such episodes as like we're gonna put you in this car, and then this car is gonna roll off into the water, and then you have to get out of the car, oh, yeah. right? And it's like, whoa, that's too. That's too. That's a real legitimate fear, right? You don't want to get into an accident and then your car be in the water. But they were like, we're going to simulate this situation. And I'd be like, yeah, no. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine without pretending I'm in an accident and in the water. It's just water. I don't like water. Dark water. No. Uh, Exposure therapy. Putting me in water. (laughs) The the unknown of it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, could be big. It's creepy, yeah. Sea monsters out there. Oh, but it's like, 
if you've seen the size of fish in the lake, then that's me, right? I'm like, no, no, no. That my foot, they would bite my foot. <laughs> my foot would be gone. Gone. At my leg. At my arm. <laughs> it's just, no, no. Still? <laughs> and then we were just going to discuss how, how maybe now that we're saved, <laughs> how we how we like a certain anxiety we all dealt with and how god kind of took that from our life um, i used to be afraid of the dark <laughs> like just i didn't want to sleep alone i didn't like it i didn't like it <laughs> There it is. My story. (laughs) I used to be afraid of the dark and I like sleeping alone. Politics. Politics, yeah. Politics. (laughs) (laughs) Beverly. Yes. Yeah, tell your story. Um it was a cold, stormy night. No, <laughs> don't start. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> has, has the Lord kind of, have you had an improvement in your life when it comes to cares, worries, anxieties? Yeah, because even this right now is a testament to me and my anxieties. Being um, on the podcast and on stuff? On the podcast and speaking kind of publicly, yeah. even though it's just us four in the room right now. Just having my voice out there is, uh, like, before I'd be, like, no, too scared, freeze up. Oh, yeah. And now it's, like, gotten better, especially since the first episode and to where we are now. And then just even with people, it was very hard for me to, like, uh, com- con- converse with people and to meet new people and now it doesn't bother me as much although it still makes me nervous of course Mm -hmm. and even how um on friday when we had youth night and we did that game where we sat in a circle and you face people yeah Yeah. you're face to face with one person you answer the question um to each other and then you switch and do that i actually had a lot of fun doing that i I thought i was gonna be in a lot I was nervous, of course, but it was, uh, I found it a lot easier, especially after, like, the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, growing up, my mom was a very big worrier, and I got a lot of that, too, as well. I still, still worry a lot, but not as much anymore. I know to, like, it's been a lot easier, because I know to cast, like, Give give it to God a lot mm-hmm. most of the time too. Yeah. Would you say that there was any kind of moment that uh, was transformative, or is it just some sort of like slow progressive kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, it's just more slow, slow progress. <coughs> it's like a little, little bit at a time. It's like the, the whole onion. Onions. Mm-hmm. You're afraid of onions. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we even can, get me yeah. started. <laughs> we can say parfaits. Yeah. <laughs> Our birthday cakes. Parfaits? What are you talking about? Layers. <laughs> I said Layers in the parfait. Birthday cakes. 
<laughs> like layer of birthday cake? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sometimes there's different layers, layers of cake. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Parfaits have layers. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get you, Kelly. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Waiting for Dylan to say one word. Dylan, your turn. Get your quota in. <laughs> say fire in the hole or something. Fire in the hole. <laughs> there you go. I was scammed. <laughs> we got scammed. Um, mine would be the anxiety with public, being in the public, talking with people, even talking with people on the phone, oh, yeah. even just you know, going anywhere by myself. <coughs> but... I was, well, my profession, I've done it for 11 years. A truck driver, equipment lovers, all by myself. Like, I get the list to do in the morning, or when I drove truck, I had my load, my my pickup, my drop-off. I didn't talk to anybody at all for 11 years. And now, my new, my new position I was forming, I would say I got thrown into that, and, like, you got to talk, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, you got to make phone calls and talk to people. And exposure. Exposure, that's for sure. Like, when you spoke that this morning, I was like, man, that's true. Yep. Just Especially with, like, confrontation and conflict, having yeah. to deal with that. Yeah. yeah, dealing with that. I had to deal with that already in my first few weeks, just with employees having problems with each other and to pull somebody away from the group and talk with them and sit down and... Try to find the wording to come off, I don't know, a little easier. Oh, yeah. You know, like just to explain them, this is yeah. how it's done and stuff like that. And, yeah, and it just, it happened quick. Just one day I was working, hauling gravel, just like any other day. And then over the radio, my administrator called me, like, Dylan, are you by? And what time do you get in at the end of the day? 4.30, 5 o'clock. She's, okay, well, I'll wait for you. You got to come into the office when you get in. And I'm like, well, now you start thinking, what do you, what did I do? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, why am I getting called in for all of a sudden? You know, like, in the eight years I've been there, I've never been called in for something wrong or, you know, I did something wrong. So trying to think, play back, like, what did I do? Why am I getting called in? And so it was like one o'clock, I did one more load and I went into the office at three o'clock just because I couldn't bear no more my mind was rushing of what was <laughs> why am I getting called in and sat me down and they told me council picked me to be the new foreman like I did a good job and all this stuff she was saying there was no um, everybody agreed that I would be a good candidate for it and I was like okay like I didn't have time to can I think about it can I you know like it was a Wednesday so I was like, well, can I give you Monday, you know, like, can I think about this? And she's like, no. It was just kind of like, you're it. No. <laughs> she handed me the foreman phone and some papers, and here you go. Like, I pretty much, on my feet running. Yeah. You know, like, oh. it was definitely thrown in the position yeah. fast. And then, yeah, then next day, explaining it to the group that I'm the foreman now, and I'm not uh, a power trip, you know, like it's still me as me. It's just 
now I gotta perform the work or assign the work who's gonna do what and if something is wrong I gotta phone a technician or counselors emails I gotta answer emails and call people like that's a big step for me to phone and talk to people like yeah big time and then going into council now and explaining the future work you know what's going on next week or next month what are the plans and at my first one I went I was a week <clears throat> and a half in and man I was I was like shaking because I had to get my time my slot for the council was at 12 30 mm-hmm. and all morning I was like what am I gonna talk what am I gonna do like I don't know like the procedures they go through right yeah so I went in there and I didn't I forgot my little book and you know you foreman has to keep the a journal i guess of what i did or what's going on and stuff and yeah just sitting in there with nine counselors and the administrators and all sitting there staring at me like mm-hmm. man i was just sitting there like my legs felt weak and also, <laughs> like, so yeah. nervous and, but they'd ask me questions i know like i've done all road work i know like just everything to do with road work i know to install culverts and stuff so i can like i said i, I handled it my, i handle my own very good with the questions they asked and stuff and they're pleased and the administrator just texted me after you did great just remember next time bring your notebook because they like to see taking notes oh, yeah. and stuff and you know like even if just drawing a picture yeah <laughs> just sit there and, oh, yeah. they're not gonna see what you're no. doing yeah <laughs> no but it's definitely yeah tossed in there so i had to learn quick to and now it's definitely easier now i'm like four weeks in now and i got no problem now calling even we went to the expo here yeah and yeah just started talking with the people with the what do you call them exhibitors the exhibitors yeah you know just they started asking me questions yeah yeah you know like the first person i walked into was a worked for another rm yeah. And he asked me, oh, I said, oh, what you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a grader operator. I've been a grader operator for 10 years or whatever. And, oh, really? I work for an RM too, you know, just a little small yeah. chit-chat and stuff. And he was old. He was an older guy. He said, oh, well, what do you do? I said, I used to do all that. Now I'm a foreman. And he kind of had a, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, you're young. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm a foreman for the RM and all that stuff. <laughs> he said, you must, be, you must have a pretty big RM. I was like, it's pretty big. We have, like, four graders, three trucks. Like, it's a big operation. Must have talked with him for 10 minutes, minutes, 15 minutes. 20. It was 23 minutes, 30 seconds. Because I I would walk ahead of him. And I'm sorry I cut you off. I walk ahead of him, and I turn around, and I'll lose him in the crowd. Because you know how much people wear hoodies, like camel hoodies, and then have a beard and hat? And I was like, oh, no. And I'd look around, and I'll try to look for him in the crowd. And I'm like, oh, no, because they all have beards and hats. And And then finally I would see him. But I was like, cha, he's still talking to that white guy. (laughs) (laughs) But my anxiety for... Speaking, I guess, is getting better now. Mm-hmm. Just getting over it now. And yeah, even this morning, too, I was quite surprised because of church on 
Pastor Dave was asking for like if anybody has anything to say, right? Then testimonies were over. Then all of a sudden he's like, "Perfect opportunity." He said, "I should have said that I'm overcoming mm-hmm. this anxiety of speaking." Yeah. Even him just up there speaking at church, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, God's bringing me out of that stage, and I was like, "Yeah, like it was." Like, there's only, everyone's just young there. I feel like they're the oldies at church. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Dylan was the oldest person at church today. Out <laughs> <laughs> of, like, 10, 15 of us. <laughs> yeah, so it was very... Yeah, it's work in progress. Because when yeah. I first met Dill, like, stutter, couldn't really pronounce words very well. And if anybody he, he didn't know came up to talk to him, that like he was just very like he couldn't really formulate anything. Mm-hmm. But it was just fear, mm-hmm. fear to speak to anybody he knew. And I was no help because I would turn around and I would laugh because he was stuttering. I wasn't very nice, <laughs> right? I would just like start <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then you, I left him to his own device and... He would have to try f- talk for himself. I forget. We went to go watch Shrek Ever After. Have we been together <laughs> so long? long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shrek Ever After. We went to go see it in the theaters. And uh, the, someone, the lady in front of him asked like, oh, what is this the lineup? What lineup is this for? And then Dill was like, Toy Story 3. <laughs> like he said the wrong thing and I busted out laughing. I turned around on him. And he's, then he was like, no, 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 no. And then he's really trying to figure out like, what what movie are we watching? Like, and I was, yeah, I was like, no, no, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> or even making phone calls, doing anything and everything. Because, you know, in First Nation culture, sometimes the mom does everything and continually does everything even for adult children right not like it could be a blessing but sometimes it's also very enabling for like i guess if you're 25 and your mom's still making like a doctor's mm-hmm. appointment for you or trying to like do something for you or or like i'll call for you right you could get you could get stuck in that and, and that's where uh-huh. <laughs> Dylan, where I met Dylan, where he had a very loud mom, and it was just she just did a lot. Hey, kind of, you didn't really have to do much, so mm-hmm. but it kind of crippled, crippled you a little bit. <laughs> but now he's doing good. <laughs> just waiting to yeah. <laughs> waiting to press buttons <laughs> Beverly talk about your phone calls <laughs> I don't make them <laughs> <laughs> who makes your phone calls for you David <laughs> most, of the, most of the time he does but sometimes I'll do it I still have a hard time making phone calls <laughs> when I when I started the job at YTC and it was like, this was like I think I, I started losing hair because of how nervous oh. I was at this job. I think I was about 27 years old and I never lost any hair up until that point. And then all of a sudden my hair started thinning and stuff. I just noticed and I'd go shower and a bunch of hair in my hand and stuff like that. And that's because of uh, a whole bunch of things I've never had to do before, right? Yeah. Uh, plan meetings, uh, make cold calls to people I've never met before and uh, contact schools to get them on board for a program that I don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you're forced to do that, right? That's your job in that moment. So um, 
I remember what I would have to do is I'd pull out my, my day kind of notebook and I would write out what I'm going to say to that person. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'd be in the same thing. Uh, uh, program that happened. YTC. Uh, just hang up the phone. Just hang up the phone. And they're like, oh, I don't want to call back there. And then I'll just tell my boss, oh, they didn't want to do it. So sorry, you know. <laughs> I'd rather lie than try and be effective. And, and then and, having a boss that's like, hmm, phone again, but phone this person. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'd have to do is like, I just try to get some, I was like, I was like just fighting for air, like drowning. That's how I felt like when I was doing this stuff because I don't know. There's probably books on there on how to get better at like calling and and, and uh, conversation and stuff. But um, I, I didn't have access to any of that stuff, so I just had to learn right on the spot. But I would write down a quick little pointers on what I was trying to get across to these people, and it helped. And then like, but yeah, I just like calls were just so nerve wracking, man. <laughs> yeah especially when you're just like it, it's different when you're when you have something that you care about that you're gonna do but when you're given something that you don't care about and you're like you have to promote this or yeah, yeah that's so much different but i remember that that was one of my working through a lot of anxiety with that was um coordinating things administrative duties and yeah hard stuff i, I don't i still don't care for it but part of the job so yeah so i heard like some somebody say that the camsack police were on strike right and i was like oh man i wonder why they're on strike and then so i was like well who did you hear this from like right i'm trying to figure figure out the source of this information and i said okay never mind and then they're like well what like you know what do you mean and i was like i'm just gonna phone them myself <laughs> so I went and I sat down and I phoned the CAMSAC RCMP, whoever answers their phones. And um, there's a, a difference when you're phoning, like if I'm phoning Yorkton or RCMP, or if I'm talking to somebody in like like government or, you know, just like mm -hmm. just on the phone, I have a different voice, right? And so I was like, hello, good morning. How are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm great thanks how are you doing and i'm like oh i'm just loving that the weather's warming up or like you know they're like oh same and i'm like <laughs> have a question and they're like oh yeah sure and i let them know who i am and where i'm from and where i'm calling from and i was like i heard a rumor that uh campsackers you were on strike and she's like oh 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 no 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 it's the staff <laughs> and i was like thank you so much for clarifying that but that affects my role right it yeah. affects where the, who the i work for so then i could tell my supervisors or my managers like this is what's going on this is what i could clarify here and it's just getting to uh the source of it right because we work closely sometimes with the rcmp in some cases right so i don't know i'm just i was thinking like how I have changed also, right? Where I'm like, never mind. Eh, I'll just call myself. Just <laughs> Rather like, than no, like feeding right? that rumor yeah, and like yeah. twisting yeah. it and it just blows yeah. out to something completely different. Yeah. And then so I could tell someone like, no, I called. This is who told me. This is what's going on. And they're like, all right. But my job is like 100% on the phone. And I just, and I could always ask why. Well, what's going on, right? I could always ask the why or what they're... I could always try to get to another level and just to try to get more information. So, I, like, a grape. My, it's my job. It's to be a grape. <laughs> 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 to always ask questions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
always ask questions. My my anxiety that God really bring me through was um, I was married uh, previously to another man who physically assaulted me, and then it really bubbled into um, of course like a social anxiety. But my social anxiety was so bad that I couldn't leave my house sometimes. And it would give me stomach aches or I would get like, ups, like, you know, like, oh, I'm, I think I'm going to have diarrhea. Like, you know, I would get really, really, or I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I felt like I couldn't leave because my house that I started building with Dylan was so safe. And it was my safe place that I was always scared to leave that safe place. And, uh, and to be totally honest, I, I went through some therapy sessions with Laralyn who who really got to the roots of those fears and anxieties. And it was just through the physical abuse and maybe some of the things that were put upon me or said said that I couldn't, you know, because, again, we could make curses or vows or someone could curse or vow something, right, that you're not going to, I'm not going to have a successful life without my first husband. That's pretty much what I had to go through and I had to deal with and that I struggled with. And then it became an anxiety, became a fear because in the back of my mind, right, there was this vow made that I wasn't going to make it without my first husband. And then so I had to really break that off my life and then uh, really let uh, God do some healing in my life in order for me even to step into the next relationship with Dylan that I could trust him that he wouldn't hurt me and you know God really um I feel like God really blessed me with a really loyal man with someone who loves me um a lot and who loves me for who I am and doesn't say anything like that that you know I I, I won't attribute to nothing or that I'm not going to make it without him but someone who is in fact like real different that says like you could do this all by yourself like you know what I mean and so someone who recognizes that you know we benefit each other we're just pushing each other we just benefit each other and that's where I could see God really moved and worked in my life it wasn't overnight it was like it was 10 years like you know what I mean it was I'm not that's why sometimes um when I sit when people say like oh just cast your cares upon God like in that instant sometimes it's not in that instant but you know I really believe God too could heal people in an instant and I'm not mm -hmm. saying that that doesn't happen but I'm just saying my turmoil was just a bunch of vows that maybe that I needed to undo or cut off of my life and really um look back into and when people say like people think that oh christians are are perfect no we're not we're just dealing with a lot of stuff ourselves that god's really going to bring us through mm -hmm. so that's that's my that's my story that's i hope you guys enjoyed it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed this this topic <laughs> but i just thought i was like wow what david was preaching about just totally spoke to me and even what mm. I was dealing with um during the week with it that work just really trying to set the atmosphere hey and getting mm. opportunity to talk about God and someone really seeing the substance of God on my life that I was really I'm really blessed because it speaks to me that that you know God you are you are I don't know it, it does show that you that I love you right that I, I serve you that that this life isn't all for nothing. And I got to really talk about my story with her and just how, you know, how what where my heart is that I want to see other 
indigenous women <clears throat> see the value in themselves mm-hmm. and really step out of abusive relationships that you know like there's a god out there that he cares for you and he just wants you to live in freedom and yeah. to have a good life mm-hmm. that, and that's what i was like man that's what i could tell a young girl to be like man god loves you you could have a really good life he'll give you the desires of your heart because i desired a husband who just loved me i desired a house right i just desired what i have now and i feel like god what more do i desire what more to where my now it's changed right i want um want a closer relationship with god i want more revelation i want to see healings i want to mm-hmm. see the more like it's just it's the vision has changed so yeah yeah does david want to talk about how he's scared of the dark <laughs> <laughs> i already discussed that before <laughs> Uh, I was bound up in fear in my life like crazy, like you would not believe. And um, really, um, I think it was Bill Johnson talking about how uh, the words that we speak either come from fear or love when, when we talk. And um, we we can believe things that are from fear too as well, like lies and then from love, you know, God, truth and stuff like that. So throughout my life, I believed a lot of lies and a lot of fear, I don't know, supernatural fear. And of course, social fear, fear of people, and then uh, fear of like ridicule and shame and stuff like that. I think that uh, played a huge part in my life and God's still taking me through that kind of process. But it's just, yeah, I don't know. I think we just really got to be careful and loving and caring and how we raise up our children and how we treat other people and, and um, just cause that affects a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yes. Like mm-hmm. it, the way I, I, I kind of growing up on the reserve and stuff like that. And it was just, I could laugh about it now, but it's, it had like 30 years of effect on me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like being shamed mm-hmm. for being a weirdo or something like that. Like I was not like other people, man, mm-hmm. like at all. Mm-hmm. And then get made fun of for being, I don't know how to ex- describe myself as different and stuff. And, and, uh, but it, it just made me feel like not good enough, yeah, not worthy enough to be around people. And I just assumed people didn't like me and I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to be around mm-hmm. me and stuff like that. So I just keep my one friend group to just small, just a couple people. And then like, and then I would try have conversations with people. I didn't feel like I was, um, good enough to be parts of those conversations and friendships and like in places. I almost always felt like, what is that? Uh, they call it imposter syndrome. And it's like, even though you're qualified for something, you feel like you shouldn't be there at all period. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so that kind of stuff, but like, I don't know, the more, you're kind of thrown into the mix of stuff. And that's the only way I could describe the, the journey that God has taken me through is, is exposure therapy. It's like, he throw you into the water and you're either going to sink or float. You know what I mean? And so far I've, I've been doing my best to keep afloat. And sometimes I'm under the water and drinking water, trying to gasp for air and come back up. But I don't know, God's faithful every single time. And, and, um, I really believe he has to take us through stuff, man, in order to get to 
the promised land, so to speak, you know, like Israel, they had to go through a whole bunch of stuff to get to their promised land and stuff. So fear and anxiety, I know it all too well. And I thank God that he set me free from so mm-hmm. much already. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going to see all of us through to even more. So, yeah, anyone out there looking for hope on right? <laughs> yeah. fear? Um, before you guys came, I was doing some research on mm-hmm. anxiety with Christ- Christianity. And then there's this little paragraph. It says, as a Christian, don't fight or wrestle with your fears. Hand them over to Jesus moment by moment. Mm-hmm. Take time to read through Romans one, 5, 1 to 6 and 1 Peter 1, 1 to 7. Take the opportunity to challenge yourself to grow deeper in your faith. In Romans 5, 1 to 6, it says, Therefore, since we are justified through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him also we have our access by faith into this grace in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient, non-swerving endurance. And endurance develops maturity of character, approved faith and tried integrity and character produces joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, for God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. While we were yet in weakness, at the fitting time Christ died for the ungodly. And that's the Amplified Classic. Oh, yeah. AMPC. Yeah. And then the first Peter one, one to seven, it says, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the elect exiles of the dispersion scattered abroad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia and Bithynia, who were chosen and foreknown by God, the father and consecrated by the spirit to be obedient to Jesus Christ and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace and peace be given you in increasing abundance that the spiritual peace to be realized in and through Christ, freedom from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. Praise, honored, blessed be the God and the Father of be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his boundless mercy we have been born again to an ever living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Born anew into an inheritance which is beyond the reach of change and decay unsullied and unfading, reserved in heaven for you, who are being guarded by God's power through your faith till you fully inherit that final salvation that is ready to be revealed for you in the last time. You should be exceedingly glad on this account, though now for a little while you may be distressed by trials and suffer temptations, so that the genuineness of your faith may be tested Your faith, which is infinitely more precious than the perishable gold, which is tested and purified by fire. This proving of your faith is intended to redound to your praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Hmm. Wow. So it's almost kind of like saying, uh, you know, it's not like the the level of 
like spiritual demonic fear torment, mm-hmm. but it's just like those kind of anxieties we have mm-hmm. that we could kind of overcome by going through the fire. Is the way I was kind of seeing it is like endurance develops maturity of character and character produces joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. And, uh, yeah, like, I mean, fear can definitely torment people. Yeah. Like you could really be demonically oppressed and just crippled where, you know, some people they're, they're, what do they call that? Agoraphobic. Yeah. I don't even believe that that's like any kind of mental condition that I believe that's like straight up like spiritual stuff where you don't even want to leave your house. There was one you were talking about too, where you're like that girl, she just starts yelling and you're like, and it just seems demonic, not a condition. Oh, it's been, Tourette's. there you go. Yes, oh yeah, that, Tourette's. That's yeah, really hey, it is. Yeah. Because they curse, they like just the yeah. ugliest things they say. Yeah. It just totally changes face yeah. expression, like everything and then. And their ticks aren't on, like, totally different person yep. than, like, I see on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, normal, and all of a sudden, like, her face changes and swears, and just, it's, I, it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. It's like, it's like, a little demon pops up and yeah. just takes control for a second, right? And then pops back down and... Well, especially when they're like, I can't control this thing, right? I yeah. mean, that's what, how Tourette's are, and, like, they can't do anything about it, you know? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Jesus. Some people have like Tourette's where they have like twitches in their body, Mm -hmm. in their facial expressions. And it's not about like cursing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that Ethan Klein. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, Because he just always like, like he's doing weird stuff with his face. Yeah. Yeah. And then even his hand, he'll just really quick, he'll go like this, Mm -hmm. like that while he's in like a tough conversation. And he'll just kind of go like that and look at his hand. It's like, what the heck's that all about? He's like, he's checking his nails or something. But no, he legitimately has a. Tourette's man, and it and, causes him to do that. And they say with anxiety, like when anxiety is heightened and stuff, it comes out more mm. when they're stressed and when they're yeah. in a tense situation. It, the ticks happen more. Yeah, they call them ticks when they swear and when they have those little outbursts and stuff. Mm-hmm. The guy at our CPR we had last week had minor um, Tourette's or whatever he called it, but I didn't know this before. But watching him, he'd be talking to us, and his eyes were like. Shiver, you know, like boys' eyes would just shiver. Yeah, and you keep talking. I'm like, what the heck's going on with that? T- t- telling is he the guy that was training it? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was our trainer, yeah. and I talked to the guys at lunch. You guys notice his eyes are funny; they go funny, and then they shake. And like, yeah, I noticed that. Like, what the heck? Then later on, at the end of the session, he was he was talking about he had he was diagnosed with this other stuff from smoking and minor Tourette's or whatever he said it was. I yeah. Like, oh, well, that's probably his tick or whatever. His eyes would just shimmy <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> Trying to date. <laughs> just going cross <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of like God just still has to take you through the ringer sometimes. And um, I think there's a verse that talks about how we should kind of like what's the word like be thankful in the situation when you're going through trials because it will produce endurance like there's usually a blessing and growth that comes after a trial mm-hmm. yeah something that's happening in your life so whereas a lot of people would look oh no not again this thing happening you know what i mean yeah, it's just yeah. like the attitude that goes towards like hardships and trials and like 
we shouldn't have hardships and trials in this world. Why does God allow this to happen? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially when Christians believe that. They're like, we're Christians. We shouldn't have to go through these yeah. kind of struggles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah like so Jesus like kind of... We're still human. We're still... Yeah. Have all these problems. You're, you're promised that you're going to go through trials. Yeah. One thing that's sure about our Christian walk is you're going to go through some stuff. Man. Let's just be happy that right now it's not like our troubles are like we're getting stoned or we're getting oh, yeah. thrown in a pit to like you know yeah. what i mean like the old apostles yeah. how well, they <laughs> and there's people legitimately happening to them in asia oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah in africa and stuff yeah getting killed for their faith like still stoned to death yeah, yeah. it's happening yeah. yeah places with sharia law yeah which is kind of crazy. I hear that there's a whole bunch of like uh, Islamic people that are having dreams about Jesus. Wow. Yeah. You can't preach Christian faith in, in, in uh, those places. Yeah. So it's like outlawed, like you know, punishable by, I don't know what, you'll get thrown out of the country or even die maybe. But uh, some of those places, how God's doing it is like he's having his own divine intervention by appearing to people inside their dreams. I totally believe that because as soon as like, I came to the end of, well, I, I was like, I'm not going to be a Christian when I'm older, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, God started giving me dreams and visions yeah. and kind of really proving to me how real he is, right? And how much mm-hmm. he loves me, that I believe that, you know, people could have those type of awakenings too of who God is. Totally believe it. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because in these countries that don't allow this but yet god's still moving yeah so we need to talk about end times <laughs> Just <kidding. laughs> another episode yeah. yeah it's just all that just um <clears throat> gets my little christian nerd mind going like let's talk about end times <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then uh, my whole life it's been like we are in the end days yeah that's all i've heard <laughs> god's coming yeah. soon jesus is coming back <laughs> yeah. soon yeah i remember 2011 yeah there was kind of like a mm-hmm. real flash downfall of rain and it was pretty bad in yorkton <laughs> and then uh one brother was kind of like in the house with me and he was like oh yeah jesus is coming back soon he would say <laughs> and i was like and i was kind of I've been hearing that since I was like six right. years old. <laughs> like being that young. How soon? <laughs> being like six years old and hearing that right during the end days, Jesus is going to come soon, like all this stuff. And then I always felt like I'm never, ever going to be an adult. Like that's how I felt. Or oh, you're I'm not going to make gonna it? Be yeah. Because yeah. Right? Yeah, Jesus is going to come and rapture us all the way before that happens. Yeah. Now I'm like. Thirty-five. It was like, and I'm surprised. Why should I go to university <laughs> then? Why should I yeah. pay my bills if Jesus is coming back tomorrow? You know. I thought about that. Yeah, like, Lord, like you know, we're in end days. We're oh, you're supposed to be coming back soon. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's max out these credits. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, come back. We'll okay. get some ice cream because he's coming back before I get gas. <laughs> It's, it's a horrible mind frame, right? But it is, yeah. But it's just no, like. But I'm just saying now, like, no. When I was young, when I was maybe like seven, eight, mm-hmm. when uh, just growing up, and then constantly <laughs> hearing that, even thirteen, even Y two K and all that. Oh yeah, I, I was like, that, yeah. man, I'm never gonna be like 
married and like because <laughs> jesus is yeah, coming, jesus ain't come back soon. i always felt like i was gonna be robbed of adulthood uh-huh. yeah so yeah blame me <laughs> <laughs> god's giving me the desire of my heart to be an adult <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we've exhausted this topic or is there anything else you want to share there is okay um well i found this uh website from Charleston Southern University. Oh. oh. And it tells you how to deal with anxiety, worry, and fear. And this, I'll just give you like the little gist of their little steps. They have a list. They said, what to do if you struggle with anxiety? As you think about whether pursuing counseling or medication is right for you, we encourage you to also take a look at our list of resources on what steps you can take. And then they said, this is like a little guide. So it's like, identify the source of your anxiety because um, if you don't pull it out by the roots, it will just grow back. And then after that, you understand that feelings are not the truth. Mm. And then evaluate your feelings. Make sure your feelings are really yours. Separate lies from truth. Recall the times you made it through. Replace your thoughts. Read scripture. Observe yourself. And then lay your burdens down and then learn how to relax. And then each of those little steps, they kind of give you like a little paragraph on like a deeper explanation of what they mean with those. So it's Charleston Southern University, how to deal with anxiety, worry, and fear. There's this other um, kind of like, actually, I don't even want to mention because I don't really remember what the content of it was too, but that's good. Good, good, good. Go into the word, man. You know what? You'll be surprised how much stuff is in there about like following God and being human too at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah, I had this one Bible. I forget which Bible it was. And in the back they had like, um, if you're feeling fear about health or like fear about (laughs) relationships, they had like scriptures to go along with it. And then it's like, if you have anxieties about this, go to this scripture. I don't remember what you did. (laughs) (laughs) I used those kind of Bibles one time to kind of prepare messages. Uh I was like, hey, I think the Lord kind of wants to speak on like prosperity. And then all of a sudden, look at the back of the Bible. (laughs) Prosperity. (laughs) (laughs) Scripture is. All the work's done. Yeah. Look at just. I also want to hand these out. These are wheels of feelings. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is from youth from last year <laughs> so it's like in the base it's like normal and then at, around it's like feel bad feel fearful angry disgusted sad happy surprised and then from there you even have more um kind of smaller feelings smaller feelings from like fearful so you feel scared anxious insecure weak rejected threatened and then even from there you even go from scared to helpless and frightened from anxious, you go to overwhelmed and worried. Insecure, you go to f- inadequate and inferior. Weak, that's almost insignificant. It's almost like when you go deeper into yeah. the anxiety, right? Yeah. It's like you get to those points that we're talking about agoraphobic and all this. The roots. The roots. So if you like kind of keep agreeing with it and keep, it's like that thing keeps, has a, a harder grip on you almost. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> That's Where's all. your crickets? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in that folder right now, so. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, you guys done though? Yeah. Yeah. Just ending it on us. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good episode on overcoming anxieties. Pray the Lord uh, touches you in a great way and sets you free, takes you through the fire. In Jesus' name. <laughs>